Welcome to Long Run Lactic, a running media concept devoted to cultivating, documenting, and curating the beauty of finding fitness. From the infancy of our first steps to the conquest of a race one, we all have a story to tell. I'm your host, Bernard England. And if you watched the 2024 U.S. Olympic team trial in the marathon on February 3rd, then you, like millions of others, are probably trying to figure out who is Jess McLean? Well, today we get that answer as I had the opportunity to sit down with Jess in the days leading to the trials. The former Stanford Cardinal turned Brooks Beast was first a seven-time All-American racing distances of the 1500, 5K, and 10K. But now, Jess is living her best life residing in her home state of Arizona. Unsponsored and unfazed by the stress of it all, Jess McLean, formerly Jess Tan, has embraced her marathon era and is officially the 2024 U.S. Olympic Marathon Team Alternate. Watch and listen as Jess details going from Mai Tai's The Marathon her pre-trials training, and why she feels, even as an unsponsored athlete, she's getting the most out of the sport. Let's get into it. All right, we are here in beautiful, sunny now, Phoenix slash Scottsdale, Arizona, with the wonderful Jess Tan. Jess, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. I'm, I feel like I'm doing a little better knowing that I don't have to run a full marathon in about a week, so, Fair enough. you know, it's good. <laughs> yeah. How's uh how's the week been treating you? How's Arizona? How's the weather treating you in preparation? Um, it's been great. As a as an Arizona native, I love a solid rain streak. So the last four days to me, just life wise, has been awesome. We love the rain here. As um, a native East Coaster, I kind of like the rain, yeah. but this seventy five degrees and the rest of the the country's on ice is it's kind of nice. nice. This is very nice. This is why people live here and move here. Um, but no, it's been great. Uh, work is dying down. No complaints there important heading into next week but life is good just you know all the hard work's behind me so now we're just easing in to the taper and heading out a week from yesterday yeah so you mentioned work and that's one of the reasons one of the many reasons why i asked you to come on because i think your story is very similar to many um in the sense that once the race is over um win lose or draw whether we're going to the games or not yeah real world kicks right back in the day after so yeah. you know that that in and of itself is very very commendable but before we even get there let's back up like who's just Han, the arizona native there's not <laughs> many here um so you're you're unique in and, in and of that so yeah. where'd you go to high school where'd you go to college like what's what's your background yeah so i um did grow up here um went to xavier college prep the xavier the Z- xcp um and then was there until 2010 and went to stanford um, was there until 2015, um, ran all five years through a fifth year there, um, majored and minored in communications. So I dove right into that. Also, um, you know, simultaneously simultaneously going into my professional running career, um, always felt it was important to, um, you know, carpe diem on my amazing academic experience at Stanford right. and my major there. So I've always been in the marketing industry since 2015. Um, Stanford education's doing well. Yeah, and yeah, you can't go wrong there. Uh, very fortunate to have run um, as well as I did as a high school kiddo to, to get into Stanford. I always joke because my <laughs> the coach recruiting me at the time, Jason Dunn, um, he'd call me and be like, Jess, can you please try and take the ACT one more time? Just one more time. And I'm like, coach, I I'll try, like I'll give him my darndest, but I was just riding at that same, I can't remember what even my scores were, but um, you know, it's no it's no secret and I don't deny it that running didn't help get me where I am and I'm very thankful to that. Yeah. Um, 
and then yeah ran professionally for brooks up until um gosh the end of 2019 or no end of 2018 um moved back here early 2019 um yeah right before the pandemic right before the pandemic good time to move back to arizona i guess so yeah (laughs) um now what what was your specialty in high school and in college what was your your bread and butter bread and butter Gosh, I love the high school days because when you think back, it's like you're doing the four by 800. You're doing the de- like the medley relays. You're doing the 800. You're doing the mile. You're doing the 3200. Like All I in just, like a two hour span. Oh, my God. The, the state meet was like you lived at the track for two days straight and you just did everything, you know, that you you're like put me in coach. Yeah. Um, I loved I do remember loving um, the 1600 and 3200. I remember loving cross country. Um, which I think, you know, obviously the roads are very different than cross um, now, but I think I've always had that innate love for cross or for um, courses that are just not our track oval. Right. <laughs> I, I love the a track. A true cross country course. But I love, I love how um, when you're racing a cross course or on the roads, um, it's just about competing. Um, and yeah, so I, and then I get to college, um, ran pretty well on the track. I think I had the top collegiate time in the 10,000 or 10,000 for a little bit, you know, pack 12 champ. Um, I loved the 10 K once I got to it, it did take a while. I had a few coaches at Stanford. Um, and you know, once I had had coach melt for a few years, he was so good at developing, um, you know, your short-term talent and really tapping into right. everything you could give while also having your like longevity like, of your, what do you career. want to do after we leave here? Yeah, yeah. So, but it was really important to me to try the 10K. And I think um, Pac 12s was in Pac, gosh, it used to be the Pac 10 and no. Pac 12 no longer, yeah. um, which is so sad. Um, but it was always such a great meet, too. I mean, we had such great competition in the Pac 12. Um, and I remember the first time I did win my first championship race was when uh, Coach Mild, he's like, all right, let's. Let's try and be as conservative as possible and then just let it rip the last mile. Let's try to win this thing. Um, and I just love how many things can happen in a 10K. Um, I also love shorter races because you have less time to think. But yeah. I feel like with the 10, it's like more things can happen. You have more time to respond. What's your 10K? Like I, I was an 8 and 15. I am yeah. an 8 and 15 guy. So what's your 10K tactic? Right. I'm probably going to oh, jump God. in a 10K I, at some point. But <laughs> as a 10K know. racer, I feel like... Do you oh. fall asleep the first 5K and just wait no, for the race to come to you? It or? honestly feels like, um, gosh, when you think about the women I raced against, you know, like Emma Bates and Sisson and Infeld, Dom Scott, a lot of the, the women who are here training right now. I mean, it was it was a race from the gun. It yeah. felt like an extended 5K all the time. So it was about getting to the, you know, getting to the point of the race where it turns into that last 3k or like the last 1500 race and and make sure that you're still in it and you still have something to give um so i think it was more about getting out of my head um you know leading into that moment of the race and then the moment a move is made like covering that move and just being really present and engaged fitness is so Um, real yeah i have not run a 10k in a very long time i did like a, a road 10k here turkey trot or something and was very quickly reminded how hard that distance is. Um, but no, I joke. I always say like, I don't know when I'll touch a track again, but I do always, I have, um, I think I was even talking to Katrina about this on one of our runs that it'd be so fun to just like rip one 10K. Jump one, there's um, one on, what is it? March 16th, sound the 10. 
Oh, jump on the track. Maybe a little too soon. I've got a lot of fun activities planned for the trial. That's fair. That, that's so fair. I don't know. You, you, if need, it will be... you need some down to some re- some, uh, some celebration training. time. Yeah, we've got the waste management open in Cabo all in a few weeks time. So not good for 10K that's training. A, that's but a good three week binge. That's a nice three week three week binge. <laughs> yeah. So after college. Yeah. Tell me what's what is high school Jess yeah. turns college Jess, and I think most college runners. Can attest to this you kind of find yourself in those college days you figure out what it means to be a runner and you kind of become a student of the sport in those college days even if you thought you were a student of the sport in high school i can tell you from my Mm -hmm. personal experience you didn't know anything until you actually got into the college ranks right so what did what was it like becoming a pro and experiencing like pro life for you Mm, that's a good question i will say though as a high schooler my butt was at practice by 5 a.m every day so i um, we're in arizona yeah, so, it was, I mean, even in the winter, I had coaches wow. who just, that's what, you know, we believed in, getting up early, getting it done. Um, it did instill a lot of discipline in us from a very, like, young age. And when you're in high school, it's like most of the time your parents are driving you to yeah. practice, you know, your first few years. Um, so, and I love my high school coaches. I owe a lot to them. Um, shout out to Dave Van Sickle, who's actually retiring this year after, like, 33 years of coaching at Xavier. Shout out, um, Dave. Yeah, crazy. But as a pro, um, gosh, you learn so much in college too. Like balancing, it sounds, you know, you hear the you hear this a lot, but like balancing academics, trying to figure out how to live without the guidance of your, you know, I was fortunate to have parents who were very involved um and awesome growing up and, you know, moving away from home. And um, I also had a great I had a great team that I was going into. And at Stanford, we did a preseason cross-country camp. So you're okay. already going into college having that network, yeah. which is very awesome. The camaraderie, the friendship is already there to kind of yeah. build on. Um, but, you know, you you definitely have to learn how to prioritize um, and time manage. And I think at Stanford, it's a very um, – I did a good job of not letting, like, the academic pressure really weigh me down. But I had, you know, teammates and friends who were in these majors where you just, like, can't slip up. Yeah. And at some point, um, after a lot of discussions with Coach Milt, um, I knew I wanted to try and go pro and that I could. So um, to say I gave less to my academics wouldn't be fair to how hard I did work. But I did definitely go all in on running like right. fifth year, uh, which was really fun to do that. And, and chores. Um, yeah, with pro running, it, that was like probably the biggest shock ever. Um, it's so glorified. Um, and it was kind of like, even when we were coming out of college, like, yes, it was a thing. And there were established brands and teams, right. obviously. But, like, now it's I love how much it's kind of the what it looks like is kind of shifted. And there's so many different ways to do it. But then it was like, you go to these five teams. And that's it. And that's kind of it. And, um, gosh, I learned so much through my professional running stint in Seattle. Um, and I think, like, it's helped me so much as just, like, a young professional, like, not even running-wise. Like, just in life um and how so um i think you know you're you're kind of you move to uh, and i've never like moved for a job so that's outside of running but like you know i graduated moved to seattle um pacific northwest is not the same as the desert so that (laughs) yeah definitely a, a weather climate shock there um i after moving back here, I realized like how much that probably did affect me mm-hmm. um, living in the rain. I just don't think I'm meant for that. But um, had great, you know, great teammates. Um, I had to kind of learn how to work. Um, you know, I, I guess I didn't really 
understand until I left how how much of a job it was. Like, yeah. you know, you go and you you leave college and like that's your that's your team, that's your family. And when you're running professionally, it's like, yes, you're you can be a part of a team, which is I think there's such a strength in numbers. Um but again, it's like how can you how can you run your best and be your best um, in, you know, a team setting like that? And how do you advocate advocate for yourself yeah. while working alongside people who are extremely different and just have different goals and different approaches to the sport? Different parts of their lives. Yeah, and- different points of their lives. Like we had some people on the team who were married, some who are fresh out of college. and um, Two which different lifestyles. Yeah, I think it's so cool to be in a close-knit, you know, um, like a a pack like that and just have to be there for each other and, you know, lift each other up when things are not going great. I mean, our sport can be so brutal with injuries and, um, and whatnot, but no, I, it definitely, it made me tougher and it made me realize what I, you know, like mostly how to advocate for myself and what I want and know how I can best, um, perform, whether that's running or whether that is in a work environment, um, I just left, you know, sometimes you leave an environment and you're, you regret it or you're pissed about what happened. And I honestly am thankful for my time in Seattle. I learned so much and have some of my best friends ever that came out of that experience. Yeah. Um, but I did realize that, um, a team environment like that, where I can't dictate where I live, um, or how, you know, certain parts of my training, it just like, wasn't for me. And I am. Um, I love my brain likes to work in different realms yeah. throughout the day. Like I'm not a one track runner. Um, so finding balance has always been huge. Um, so I, I think I finally found that. I mean, I'm almost 32. It took, took a while, but <laughs> no, well, that's the beauty of better than ever, it's, like so. you, it's not football or any other sport where, you know, the, the longevity of the, yeah. of your career is, is very short, oh, especially, God, yeah. you know, you're probably done in your twenties. Anyone makes mm-hmm. it through their, 30s or so I guess now 40s for some have yeah. to play certain positions as a runner you can mm-hmm. you can kind of keep going so ask the the pro question um because you're kind of a unique specimen in the sense that you kept that common thread and I, I mean correct me if I'm wrong of that love for running yeah all the way through like you're I going high school we're going to college uh-huh. we became a pro and now we're yeah. past the the phase of what the old school professional yeah. like stigma looked like, yeah. but we're still going, yeah. right? Like we're still going for a team, right? We're still pushing yeah. forward. So that like, what is that? Like, is I mean, we could always say like that's perseverance, that's dedication. But for you, what does that um, look like? I think I'm running now because I I love it. Like that, I, I'm purely running for the joy of it. Um, obviously, like marathon training is freaking hard. There yeah, I don't love it. Um, but especially moving back it's like man i'm running the same routes i did when i was like first starting out as a 12 year old and running on the you know sneaking onto the golf courses early that i used to when i was in high school and and running there and it's like i i just feel like i'm running because i love it and i'm not running because it's um a means to an end for me like i was fortunate that it was my full-time job for a little bit but i realized that i'm not going to get the most out of the sport or myself um if it is. Yeah. So it's like, you said this earlier, like, okay, you know, win, lose, or draw, real life starts again after the trials. And that's literally why I love doing it this way, because it's like my parents and whole family and husband are coming to watch me because they, they love me and they're excited to yeah. see what ends up happening. But like, I can, 
step away having the best day of my life or a tough day. And it's like, okay, I, I've got my job when I get home. I have my dog and my, my family and none of that's going to change. And there's just zero pressure anymore. And it's just so cool. And I'm fortunate. It's like, yeah, I worked hard on and off the track for, in, I mean, essentially up until this point. So it's like yeah. I can have also a job that I love. Um, and I just, I love that approach. And I, I see people like Kira D'Amato and so many other women who have like full on families. It's like, I'm not there yet, but like, I can only imagine what it's like to have job running kids. <laughs> like that's, it's amazing. And like even Elle Purrier has a little kiddo now and Rachel, um, you know, Schneider Smith. It's like, it's so cool to see these women having kids and crushing it. And that gives me it. hope because I'm like, I literally can't even like picture myself being like that and bouncing back, but seeing them do it, it's like, okay, now you've got a little, little cheerleader waiting for you. At the Just end of the as soon line, as you get, yeah, so. as soon as you get done, look to the stands or at this point, yeah. some of these kids are so fast, they'll probably start running oh at too. Probably coming out of the womb, like, <laughs> but no, it's, I, my advice always to young athletes is like, I mean, obviously listen to the people who love you and, um, but also follow your, you know what your gut's telling you. Yeah. And I think now, especially, um, you know, leaving college, there's, so, I mean, now with NIL deals and stuff like college probably looks so much different than it did when I was there. It's wild. Um, but, and that's a whole different pressure, um, now that I, I can't even imagine having, but, um, no, there's just so many different ways to approach the sport and be an amazing track or, you know, road or cross country athlete. And I think that's so cool. Like well, figure out what works for you. And it's just beautiful to me because you know, our mutual friend, Katie Spradford, yeah. shout out Spratty. Um, <laughs> you know, we have many a conversation. We talk very often, almost too much because uh -huh. we'll see each other for hours and then call each other the second we'll leave each other. But a it. conversation that always comes up is, you know, as we move forward and this journey of running, you start learning how much it was your identity at a certain yeah. point. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Totally. And now we've learned how much nicer it is and almost much more beneficial that as big of a part of uh, running is in our lives, yeah. it cannot be your whole identity. I totally and I think agree. you embrace that so well, where it's like you can almost see when it was all of my identity, it, it yeah. didn't work as well as now that I've realized balance. You said this earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Like that balance really. And when we tell the kids that we coach this, they don't understand. You have some kids on one side of the oh, spectrum yeah. that are just like, like you know, totally. they're diehards and the others yeah. that don't care. But those that are balanced seem to do extremely well. So, yeah, um, that part, you know, that I love that. Um, so I do, too. Question. Uh -huh. If you could talk to high school Jess, mm -hmm. Jess, that's now moving through the ranks and going on to an Olympic trials for a marathon. What are you saying to 12 year old Jess running down Exeter running um, down Lafayette Boulevard? Oh man. Honestly, I think she had a way, way better approach to all this <laughs> than I did for a while. Um, I would just say like, keep having fun. Um, don't be so nervous for freaking footlocker nationals or Pac-12 championships or the NCAAs because I mean there's I would literally get to the point where um I would be so nervous that I would not sleep the night before I could barely eat um I would just psych I started psyching myself out towards the latter half of high school and I think it's because I started to have success and I saw how yeah. good I could be and what that would mean if I kept it up and I think I just the, the pressure just got so 
it just got so consumed. It, it, was, it was completely self-inflicted. Like yeah. it was like everybody around me was so great and it was totally self-inflicted. So I think um, and it's it's not so much like don't be nervous. Like I think having nerves is great. And we always hear like being nervous means you care. Um, but I think it's like don't put yourself through something that might not happen. Like odds that the race goes blows up and this happens or that happens like don't put yourself through something that's not going to happen or put yourself through something twice like okay maybe you do have a crappy race fine close the book learn from it move on um but i would just say keep having fun um enjoy like the small moments with your teammates i think it's like it's all the small moments that you know through high school college pro running that were like the most fun like the moments in between you know um but yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'd say. All right. 12-year-old Jess is now older Jess. She's running the 2024 Olympic Trials Marathon. Mm-hmm. What is What does the night before look like for you now? Night before the marathon. Yeah. What does that stress and that, that anxiety oh. look like for you now? Oh, uh, you know, I'll definitely be nervous, um, but the good nerves. Um, I think, I think it'll mostly be excitement. I... For my first marathon, I always think back to my first marathon. I ended up running the Ma- Mesa Marathon here. Yeah. Uh, I ran it in 2022. I think it was, yeah, basically almost a year ago um, because I wanted to run a marathon before I turned 30. But I decided that right after my honeymoon and the holidays, about six weeks before Mesa. So I'm like, okay, time to get the Mai Tais out of the system and <laughs> start training for this if I want to do it. Mai Tais to um, marathon. Mai Tais to marathon. So I, yeah, I entered and I was like, you know what? I'll run under Jess McLean. Nobody has to know it's me if it goes super crappy. Like, hey, at least we tried and it was fun. Um, you, that, it, that was your alias? Your, <laughs> your, married, your name. married name is now the alias? Super sneaky. Yeah. Um, but, oh my God, I just, I barely trained. I bought my shoes because um, lead times were still weird from COVID. Like, yeah. So I, I had ordered shoes. I won't say from which companies, you know. Um, but, and they didn't, they literally just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And so I went to Dick's Sporting Goods at Fashion Square the night before at 7 p.m. before they closed to buy a pair of, you know, Nike Vaporflies. And you had Vaporflies the night before? Night before. Because I, I literally didn't have racing shoes. Like I was just wow. doing stuff in trainers and, you know, just doing the best with what I had. And then uh, morning of, I cannot tell you how little gels I packed. I, brought zero i like ate a bar before the race you really just went all in um, just put my favorite like playlist in wore a sports bra with like a little pocket for my phone um <laughs> just like i just like let it rip and it was so fun i had like two bathroom stops because i you know i didn't know what i was doing um didn't i took maybe like two waters <laughs> and i ran like 233 so i was like you do realize that's crazy i do but you know what i that's literally what i'm gonna think about the night before the trials because i'm like nothing can feel worse than that race yeah. and i couldn't have been less prepared and i still had fun um definitely hit i hit a wall and was running like six tens for and this whole time i thought i was running the olympic qualifying standard without knowing that Mesa was not a qualified, you know, like a designated qualified course. I mean, I knew nothing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to run the standards. You, well, in fairness, you didn't know to bring water, so I'm sure I, you didn't no, know what the standard nothing. was. I barely fueled. It was just like, it was so fun. It, but it was so fun. I had a blast. Um, went to the bird's nest three nights before, you know, opening. Yeah, the waste, the waste management. Week. Uh, just did everything wrong and had living the best the life. time. Just is living the life. I was doing it all. Um, 
so yeah, I'll probably think about that race. Um, my literally my entire family's coming out. Um, aunt, my aunt from my dad's side, my in-laws, brother, sister, mom, dad, all those in-laws, my brother, sister, my mom and dad. Um, so I'm just going to think of them and, um, I'm sure I'll lose some sleep just cause I always do the night before try to really sleep well two nights out. Um, but no, I'll be excited. That's good. What's, yeah. what's your prep like? What is your prep? Well, we met at a workout. I know that we didn't get to talk very much. I was not was... prepared for it at all. I, Early... I thought we were going to, you know, ease our way into it a little five thirty, just kind of get slight, you know, mile and a half, maybe Maybe about a mile in, we might touch 540 or so. No, Jess takes off five flat, and we're just going to hang. <laughs> and I remember looking over at Katie thinking that you could have warned me. You, no. you told me something. No. So, you know, Jess works out pretty hard. It's like, no, yeah, you tell me this after we start. So what what are you, what's prep like for you? Like, is that a good workout for you? Is that a good, like, prep? What's yeah, your that last was a, that workout? was a good one. Um, I My last big one I did, like, it was kind of like a sandwich of a long run and a hard um, hard workout I did like six mile, six miles at 6.30 down to six flat and then did four miles around 5.20. Um, I did two miles at like 5.15 and then ripped the last mile at like 4.56, I think. That'll work. Um, for that an 18-mile day. That one, that was like my last hard, hard one. Um, but other than that, like it's just been, I run 70, 70 to 72 miles a week, nothing crazy. One hard workout a week, one really quality long run. Um I've got, you know, I work so, and I have all these things going on outside of running. So I wanted to be mindful of like having energy for that. everything else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did, I was, um, supposed to run CIM for the marathon championships last year and I was just doing everything wrong. Um, barely recovering, running way more miles than I should have been. I was working weekends, um, on my feet. I was prep cooking for a little bit for one of my favorite restaurants. <laughs> So I would literally prep, I would run 18 miles and then like shower, lay down for an hour and then go prep, prep cook until 4 p.m. <laughs> um, and You're not, not still really, doing that, right? What, huh? You're not still doing no, that. No, I'm huh? not. I do marketing for them, which is one of my favorite, you know, is they're amazing. Um, amazing people, amazing restaurant. If you ever are in Phoenix, go check out Perception. Perception? That. They're amazing. Um and then, yeah, I was barely fueling during runs. Um, you know, I'd like get my workout done early, get home, walk the dog, shower, get to work, and then eat when I got to my desk. And yeah. by then it's like 7.45. Too late. Um, yeah, and I ended up getting hurt. And I was just like, okay, if I actually want to do this, like that was, I got hurt November. Oh, it was our anniversary, November 13th last year, um, two years ago. But uh, I was like, if I actually want to do this, I need to like fully... I need to fully do it the way yeah. I need to do it. Um, right. Channel that professional, you know, aspects of the professional approach that I had in Seattle, really emphasizing recovery and fueling during. Um, but yeah, in terms of training, it's like, I just, I love the distance and I love distance running. So I, I just feel like I love it so much that like the, the dedication is not a problem and the pain is like worth it um, on those workout days. So I don't know. I'm just having a blast. And I work out with Katie and um, my good friends, Rosie and Julia, who have been like absolutely amazing. So just good having, support group. having a good support group is everything. And it's been great. Like we um, we're all marathon training, but like, you know, we have different strengths. And Rosie's always the best at being like, oh, God, you look too good. Like you just need to go. And then I know her strength. So I'm like, you just need to go. So and it's none of this like there's no weird energy, no bad vibes. Like it's just lift. It's amping each other up, and 
it's been great. It's been so fun. I love that. Yeah. Rapid fire. You ready? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Coke or Pepsi? Diet Coke. <laughs> I grew up on Diet Coke. <laughs> a fart lick or a tempo? Tempo. 10K or marathon? Marathon, for sure. 15 or 5K? Oh, that's so tough. Probably 5K. <laughs> Could have been friends. I know. think I'm striking out here. Arizona or Seattle? Um, Arizona. But Seattle, I mean, Seattle, July through August or September sounds fair. pretty great. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair, because I don't know if you'd say the same thing about, like, Arizona – May through like yeah. October. So we earn our keep here, that's for sure. We earn we earn this weather. <laughs> Red or blue? Think blue. Tights or splits. Okay, this is a funny one because everybody that knows me knows I raced in shorts up until like literally recently. Huh? What are shorts to you? Like the split shorts. Oh, split shorts. Yeah. Um and you're talking like the tight yeah. But now I'm like team tights. I I don't know what happened. How do you but get a team tights out of split shorts though? I don't know. Well, you I just always wore splits for like like every college track. No, yeah. in pro, like uh, everything. Like I wore split shorts for like a fifteen hundred. Like everything. I know. And now I'm like I tights because it's just less that's moving and it's just you know right, locks fair. in. It's that's fair. yeah does the job. That's fair. Yeah. Pizza or pasta? Oh man. It depends where I'm eating. Like, we're, all right, so we're in Phoenix. We're in okay. Scottsdale. Where's the best pasta place first? Um, I love Trotto. It's amazing. Yeah. Owned by Chef Bianco, who also oh, makes the best kick-ass pizza. pizza ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say the restaurant I work at again makes all of their pasta in-house. Um, it's delicious. But I think, I mean, I love both. I'll always eat both, but I think it just depends for me. Where do you go for pizza? Pizza, okay, so there's um, Via Della is really good by the slice. Um, there is Pomo Pizzeria, which is also delicious. There's one at the Biltmore. Um, obviously, Pizzeria Bianco, if you can get in. Um, there's, God, I mean, there's tons of good places, but those are probably the top ones I can think of off the top of my head. You know, That's fair. A little, a little plug there for all the best restaurants in the area. Yeah. All right. You, in my opinion are the epitome of what the Olympic trials are all about, especially when it comes to, you know, the marathon. I would say many yeah. athletes are professional, and I love them to death. Yeah. Um, many athletes, that is the only thing to do, and I love that to death. But the nice thing about the Olympic trials for the marathon, more so mm -hmm. than even the track a lot of times, is the amount of individuals that end up on the race line. It's so cool. And the amount of stories that are there, the yeah. people that – when they wake up in the morning, there's a laundry list that doesn't just have the run on the day. Yeah. I think you embody that perfectly. So Thanks. if you're looking in the mirror at yourself. Yeah. And you're looking in the mirror and behind you, you see every runner that is not sponsored also has to take care of their dog. Also has a support team that is a support team half the day and also wants you to just come lay down and not run the other half of the day. Yeah. Um what are you saying to that group of people? What are you saying to that person on the line? Oh, my God. What are you saying to that 12-year-old girl that now is um, the forefront of that? Wow. God, I, I was in rapid fire mode, and then you come out of here with that. But mm. I love it. Um, gosh, you know, it's like 
I love the roads because you get so many different stories and you get people running for so many different reasons, different causes. Um, they're out there having been motivated by like maybe something that happened in their life or this is the first time they're ever running a road race. And I feel like with the marathon and the, I mean the trial specifically, it's like it's a feat just to get to the line healthy. Um, so I think, I mean, that's what I've heard from most of the women that do this full time. It's like, that's half the battle is just getting to the line. So I think, you know, towing the line and, and being there is such a amazing accomplishment. And I think with the trials, it's like, this is my first Olympic trials. I was hurt. Um, I was supposed to race in 2016 in the 5k and then was running around Eugene, Oregon all day, getting x-rays, trying to figure out what was going on with my shin and I had to scratch and watch from the stands and it literally was one of the crappiest moments of my life. Um, so I, I just like, I've been in the moment where it was like so close to just compete and I couldn't. Um, so it's like just carpe diem on the experience and soak it all in. It's like, God, we have 26 miles to soak it in. So I know that that will happen. Um, but no, I think it's just, yeah, run your heart out. It's going to get hard, um, but it's going to be so fun. And who knows, like, you never know what can happen in 2028. It's like, I thought I was going to be able to line up in 2020 and we had a freaking global pandemic. So it's like, like, just enjoy it um, and enjoy all the hard work that's gone into it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited and I can't wait. Couldn't have said it myself. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sharing the story. Thank you for motivating everyone out there that has a similar story to you. And I'm excited to watch your race. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we got to, of course, running would bring us together. Middle of a hard workout at pitch black darkness. <laughs> we had all day to do that workout. Just getting you warmed up for Emily. We decided. Had to get him warmed up for Emily. Thank you for listening. I want to thank Jess for coming and sitting on the show. And congrats on such an outstanding performance. Shout out to all the athletes who placed at this year's 2024 U.S. Olympic Team Trials in the Marathon. And shout out to not only those who raced, but everyone who qualified. Know that regardless of the performance on the day, it was the journey that was the true accomplishment. If you haven't already, give a quick like or subscribe to not only me, but all those who are letting the lactic build. We're in this together.